This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Dork County Pulse podcast. My name is Deborah Fitzgerald, editor of The Pulse, and today I have two guests in the Bailey's Harbor studio. The first one is Ann Morgan. Hello, Ann. Hello, Deborah. Thanks for having us. Yes, and the second is Susan Kohout, although I shouldn't say second, but we'll get to that. Susan Kohout. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having us. Yes. Well, thank you both for coming in. Now, Susan is the chair of the League of Women Voters of Dora County, and Anne is the treasurer of that organization. Now, Susan has been in politics for quite some time, actually, because you just recently retired from the county board. You were a supervisor on the county board. I was for 10 years. And actually, before that, I was on the board of adjustment. Ah, for 17 years. Oh, so quite some time. Something like that, and I was chair of it for a while. Okay, well now Susan served as vice chair of the Dora County Board of Supervisors, and I believe your district was part of Nassawapi and the town of Sturgeon Bay? It was all of the town of Sturgeon Bay and one of the wards of Nassawapi. Okay. And you kind of came to your career on the Door County Board of Supervisors in an interesting way through the League of Women Voters of Door County, correct? Exactly. In fact, we hope to talk today about the Observer Corps for the League, which is kind of what got me out and learning about the county and... It's kind of dangerous because you may find yourself deciding to run for office. (laughs) (laughs) Once you see what really happens out there. But it was wonderful. I I loved it. I really did. It was a labor of love to be on county board. Yeah, well, you were very effective as a person who covers the county board. I actually covered the county board for the Dora County Advocate for many years. And then when I returned to Dora County for the Peninsula Pulse in 2020, The county board is, you know, another of my beats. So it was a pleasure covering you, Susan. You were always very articulate. You always knew what you wanted to say. You never spent a lot of words in saying it. You just got right to the point. You were like a reporter's dream when it came to quoting people. Well, thank you. That's wonderful. But I do think you have to use your opportunities wisely, and you shouldn't be wasting the county board's time. And I I have often... People will make comments about what I said and, you know, did I write it down? Did I think about it? And I did. If it was an emotional subject in particular, I wrote stuff down and practiced it essentially Mm. because it's a privilege to talk and you don't want to squander that. You Mm. want people to listen when you talk. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you you succeeded, in my opinion, and Thank I have been you. covering a lot of a lot of local government officials. So now, Anne, you have started an organization that is really taking off, and I think that that was a a topic of another podcast that we've done. So we won't get too much into that, but it's called 
100 women who care. Yes, yes, 100 plus women who care. 100 Durka. plus women who care. Yeah, we have 371 members oh, today. Did, now, so I was always curious about the name of that organization. Did you think that it was just going to be 100 women or was it always going to be more than 100 women? Well, there's a national organization that oh. is 100 who care. Okay. That, that's the overall uh, alliance, national alliance. And there's actually 100 kids who care, 100. You, you oh, can that's form any right. group you sure. want. Yeah. Okay. And it's just a curious thing to cap it at 100, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we add the plus. Right. Good for <laughs> you. All right. So now we've grounded Anne and Susan a little bit. So let's talk about the League of Women Voters of Door County. I did write down the mission statement because, you know, it, I think it's important. I think the League is one of those organizations that lots of people are aware of, but don't really know exactly what it does. But the mission statement in a nutshell is it's a nonpartisan political organization of women and men that encourages informed and active participation in government. So the thing that is really interesting to me about this is the nonpartisan political organization part of that. During times when politics are incredibly divisive, do you find it more difficult to maintain that kind of a mission during these times versus other times? Susan? It's always a challenge. If you realize that this was an organization started by the suffragists when they got the vote in 1920 and one of their founding principles was going to be that it was nonpartisan and they were going to look at issues from both sides and they were going to do things without supporting candidates and without supporting parties. And in the number of years that I've been involved with League, it has always been difficult to maintain that because people look at that mission statement and they say, nonpartisan, that should mean you shouldn't have an opinion on an issue. Mm. They think that you can't be political and nonpartisan at the same time. And all our nonpartisan means is we do not support candidates. We do not support parties. We absolutely support issues. And the way we support them is based on a procedure that was developed way back in 1920, or at least in that first decade, which was to study issues from both sides, come to a member consensus process that determines our position, and then we lobby on that position. And it doesn't matter I mean, some years that position may be a Republican position. Some years it may be a Democratic position. We manage to get in trouble with all sides from time to time as their platforms change. But our positions don't. Okay. It seems that platforms have been static for quite some time now, and I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But how do you achieve that, for instance, on an issue like, well, take abortion, you know, the big white elephant always in the room. That seems to be the thing that definitely separates Republicans and Democrats. And there isn't going to be a crossover on that. So if, for instance, the league decided to do a position paper on changing the 1849 law that we now live within in Wisconsin, how would that not be perceived as partisan? Well, first you need to know that we already have a position on reproductive choice. Okay. And it was done my first decade with League in the 80s was when we did the study on reproductive choices. And when you read our positions, which are published in a book but also on the national website and also on the state website, 
you will see that they are very broad and overarching things. They are not specific to a one law or, you know, one statute or something. So that position was developed in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's not that it couldn't be changed, but if it were changed, there would have to be another study. Sometimes issues aren't broad enough because technology changes and whatever, and so we have to do some updated studies and and do that. But in this particular case, the League of Women Voters nationally, and that means that at each local league, we did the grassroots study based on kind of an umbrella structure that came from the national, a list of questions, a list of statements, and a whole lot of resources and briefing papers. And we, we sent in our results locally, as did all the other ones, and they came up with this overarching position. And that's how league lobbies. And, and, that's it, and it has nothing to do with what the Democrats thought in the 80s. I honestly don't know what they thought in the 80s. Sure. That's a very emotional one, and I suspect that because we have been an organization of women for our history, and yes, we have men as well, but with this many women, the issues are going to be strongly, heavily on family and child care and women's rights and so on. And so in recent years, a lot of those issues are Democratic issues, mm-hmm. but they have always been league issues for a hundred plus years. Okay. So does that mean that you're now more viewed as an institution that supports democratic principles? I think that there are many people who do view us that way. Sure. Do you try and combat that? Is that important to maintain some (laughs) kind of a bi... Yeah. Well, we try to explain how we arrive at our positions. Okay. Uh, An example that's not as emotional in the sense, well, at least not to me as reproductive choice is redistricting, and that's something that we've had a position on for decades. Mm. And we did lobby against the current method and and to use a nonpartisan commission to do it, as opposed to similar to the Iowa method, that's one possibility. But that one is one that during Governor Doyle's administration, League lobbied strongly for Mm. changes. And it was a Democratic legislature, and they wouldn't change it either. Okay. In Illinois... Democratic governor, Democratic legislature. Okay. In Illinois, Democratic legislature, Democratic Mm -hmm. governor, they are being lobbied by the league to make changes because they have done gerrymandering in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So it's we get in trouble with whichever party happens to disagree with the platform or or the position that we have. Mm -hmm. It's just that ours haven't changed. Sure. Now, it sounds to me, Susan, and I do happen to know this, that your knowledge of what the league has done in Dora County goes very far back. (laughs) And to 1981, I think you said? Yes, yes. And then, Anne, you joined a few years ago so that you could become more involved in government. And learn, and I'm learning so much. It's an incredible amount of knowledge that's on this leadership team, and it's it's been really good. So I guess I just want to put a plug in there for people that are interested in learning more. Yeah. This is a good time to join because there is an incredible amount of knowledge, and, and you just learn a lot every day I'm learning. And so, Susan, talk a little bit about that. Like, is the institutional knowledge of this organization is it starting to age out? What what is the demographic of the group right now? And what do you what kinds of challenges are you facing there? 
Well, we're being challenged by the fact in Door County, we have very few of us that are long-term league members who are still active. That is not necessarily true everywhere in league. Sure. But, but it is a challenge to bring in younger women and men who have the time and the interest. In some ways, we're a little bit of a victim of our success. When women started to be members of league way back after they got the vote, they did it because they wanted to learn how politics and how government worked and how they could influence it. But they weren't in a position at that point to have offices. Mm. And so even now on our leadership team, I can only be chair because I'm no longer on county board. Ah. During the years I was on county board, I could do things like be secretary and take the minutes or be membership and keep the rosters and all of that. But I couldn't do anything like observer coordinate action or be chair or organize candidate forums because huh. those all had to be done by people who were willing to be nonpartisan during this election cycle. Even though it was a nonpartisan office? Even even so. Oh, Because it's all in the perception. Mm-hmm. So, But the thing is, now more and more women are starting to run for office. And so because there are positions you can't take when you are running, even if it's a nonpartisan office. You can't. So that limits your pool of people. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a sense, it's, it's even harder because you do need a group of people who are willing to be nonpartisan and not be involved in, you know, in the election campaigns of individuals and parties sure. during the time they do those particular jobs. So, Anne, then you started. Can you talk a little bit about how you found the league and, you know, what you were hoping to achieve when you joined? Sure. When I retired and moved up here, I was looking for things to get involved with. And there was a bookkeeper volunteer position at the league available. And so I ended up, I didn't take the bookkeeper position on, but I worked with the treasurer at the time, Sandy Brown. And so she mentored me on the treasury. (laughs) And um, then I eventually became the treasurer. But what I was looking for is just to to learn more about become more aware. And there's just so much going on in politics that I knew I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And this I figured would be a great opportunity to learn about that. And during the time, like a couple years ago, my aunt, I don't know why I never knew this, but she told me that my grandma was a suffragette. And she loved to visit my aunt in Washington because then she got to go see all the congressmen and you know nothing was locked. She would just walk in and she could talk to them. Mm-hmm. And she would get on the bullhorn and yell, you know, get out and vote and all those things. And I think that inspired me as well. And so that's how I got into it. So it's kind of in your blood, kind of in your genes. Well, I was saying, yeah, and you didn't even know it. Right. <laughs> and then right. we had to do the car parade and I got to yell those things. It okay. was so much fun. <laughs> so one of the things that it sounds to me like you're doing right now is, is trying to grow your membership. Well, We're always trying to grow our membership. How many members do you have? Do you know? You maybe know better than I, Anne, because you're collecting the renewals. Yeah. 70? About 70, I think. Okay. I mean, it waxes and wanes. I I think it was in the 70s and 80s for a while in the the 1980s. But I I do believe at the beginning of the 2000, it was, um, you know, 2000. It was down to a handful. Mm. And so it just, it fluctuates depending on interest and what's going on in the world. You had asked a question before about, did I think things would change? And 
it has obviously made changes in, you know, how you pay dues and how you structure stuff and all of those kinds of things. I think there are certain things that will never change. I don't think the nonpartisan part of it will ever change. The idea that everything has to come from the grassroots. You do have a national league and you are a member of all three levels, the national, the state, and the local. And I don't mean to suggest that work doesn't get done at those other two levels, but they have staffers, and they do have volunteers that support their work in committees and boards and all of that. But the get out, getting out the vote, the doing of all of these projects and studies and events where you help people learn how to register and run candidate forums and do observer court, that's grassroots. And that is how it's always been. And I think that's how it always will be. And no board decides what your position is. It comes from that grassroots. If, if after a study, you cannot come to consensus, then the league doesn't have a position. And that has happened. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwanee counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Some of Door County's best stargazing happens indoors. Every year at Door Community Auditorium, we present a star-studded lineup of concerts featuring artists like Brandy Carlisle, The Lumineers, Jason Isbell, Mavis Staples, Billy Strings, Beach Boys, and Buddy Guy. You're now listening to Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives returning to our stage in Fish Creek, October 22nd. Visit dcauditorium.org for a full calendar of upcoming events and to get your tickets today. So now there are so many different things that the league does. And if you take a dive onto their website, you'll see, I mean, the number of papers that you've done, the number of studies, I mean, it really is astonishing the the work that you're producing, you know, for Door County. So I did want to talk about a few of the things mm-hmm. that you currently have going on. So this is just, that was just an introduction to, this won't be comprehensive in any sense because there is a lot more, you know, going on. One of the things that I noticed immediately was a membership meeting that you have on November 3 planned for, and it's learning about local government. So it is how to affect it, how to shine a light on it, how to make a difference. This is something that's near and dear to me because this is what we do here at the paper. You know, we have beats, we watch, you know, our set number of municipalities. There are 19 of them in the Indoor County plus the county. So that is something that I have always worked in. So when I saw this, I was like, that's pretty cool. So (laughs) what is it exactly that you're going to be doing with this? To just refer back to the transition, one of the things is the pandemic kept us from having a lot of content meetings. Mm. We did the basics. But what we found is our members don't have some basic knowledge about what league does. So we had a membership meeting in September where we pretty much we used a, um, an org chart that kind of showed the structure of league. 
and kind of half of its work is voter service work. That's the forums and the helping people register and all of that stuff that we normally are known for. But the other piece is influencing public policy. And how do you do that? Well, you got to know what's going on in government in order to do that. And the National League monitors the federal government. The State League monitors the state government. And we're supposed to monitor the local government, which simply means watching it, getting to know what issues it's working on and so on. So at this meeting, there'll be two parts. One is a program that explains what local government is, the history behind how it developed. So people have a background in Door County has, you know, as you said, 19 municipalities and the county government. How do they work together? What do they do? And then the second part of it will be talking about how does our observer corps work? What's its structure? What are the procedures? And hopefully there will be experienced observers there who have done this, you know, in the past and have stories and experiences that they can share. And we're hoping we can kind of reinvigorate an organization or a piece of our organization that has kind of, you know, folded almost during COVID. Okay. And that's the Observer Corps that we're talking right. about here. Right. And that one was a surprise to me. I had no idea that the league had something like this. So basically, yep. you are training people to go to county board meetings and sitting there to listen to, which I do on a regular basis, plus mm-hmm. there's standing committees. So having them observe what's happening, is that in essence what they're doing? Yes, but also town meetings, village meetings, school board meetings, okay, city meetings. Is it where somebody has an interest or do you say we want to cover X, Y, and Z municipalities and then we're going to send observers to them? Well, we're volunteers. The trick is to get people who will do it. Sure. And in the past, that has worked best when the person did it for those groups that they had an interest in. Sure. It was in their township or they lived in the city or their school board was doing some things they weren't crazy about, whatever it might have been that was the hook. Ideally, we send somebody to every meeting and Mm -hmm. many important committees. When you have 70 people and of all varying amounts of activity in league, that's not going to happen. It just yeah. isn't. Sure. So that's our goal, but we never get there. Mm-hmm. We, we do as much as we can do, and we, we monitor for open meetings laws. Mm-hmm. That used to be more important to be monitored for in this county than it is now. Yeah, I remember that. Bodies do yeah. try hard to meet the law, but we still watch for that. We have a, a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee and a new policy, and so we hope to apply that lens to what we observe as well mm-hmm. in terms of the composition of the bodies and you know the accessibility, all of the kinds of things that make it easier for people of all abilities and interests and so on to be able to partake in government. Okay. And then we also watch for our mental health substance use study committee has issues it's following. And just almost anything that's of interest, League probably has a position on it. So if somebody saw something that piqued their interest and they thought, boy, I don't know, this seems this seems really good and we want to support them or this seems questionable, then they can refer to the positions and see if it's something we want to take some sort of action on. Okay. That mental health study, I think you did that in 2020 or was it 2019? We started it in 2017. That was when we first got organized. There were seven of us who 
I mean, we started out with lots more people, but it coalesced to this group of seven who hung in there for about three, three and a half years. By the end, we put it together into a 36-page report, and it's not a report where it lists everything we learned because you couldn't possibly. Mm -hmm. So it pretty much just describes our process and what our goals are going forward. And then we evolved into an advocacy group. But the advocacy group has two committees. One is the education committee that does outreach and creates programs and sharing information in the community, and the legislative committee whose job is to monitor policy. So we monitor local government committees that that affect the policy Uh here, and primarily they're things like county board and health and human services committee of the county board, Judiciary Public Safety Committee of the County Board. There are some issues reach out into highway and facilities at times or admin committee. There are some other committees that you are related in what they're taking action on at the time. And we also monitor the state. And this is actually an interesting example of how the three layers of league work together. The National League this year is paying for a spreadsheet or a database that the state leagues, if they choose, can use to follow the bills that happen in their legislature that are related to the issues oh, they follow. That's handy. It's very handy. I would and like We are that. looking forward to using that. And the state legislative committee has small groups of people, two or three on portfolios, like one follows education bills, one follows environmental bills. I'm helping with the mental health portfolio committee so that we get information about the state, what's happening in the legislature, and we can lobby as a grassroots then for a bill that we like or or against a bill that we don't think would be good or whatever. Sure. So it's providing some right. additional resources. The study that we were talking about, a mental health study, what is it called? Oh, it's just called mental health substance use. And, and in Dora County. And basically yeah. what it does is take a look at everything that is happening surrounding mental health issues within the county. Yes. I found it to be incredibly helpful in covering a couple of things. So that's a good example of the kind of things that you do. It's very hyper-focused on Dora County. So we get a really nice micro look at, you know, everyone knows that mental health issues are a bigger deal on a national scale, on a state scale. Well, here it is in Dora County. And it also sounds like to me from what you just described is that these are not reports that the league does and just puts on a shelf that you actually are trying to follow up what the study showed. Well, when we did the study, the league, again, because this was a mental health is an issue that women care about. I don't mean that men don't, but again, often it's children, families. Those are our women's issues often. Mm -hmm. And so the league itself has lots and lots of positions on mental health. So we didn't need to do a local study and do a consensus process because we have plenty of positions that we can use to lobby on. Mm -hmm. What we didn't have was a good working knowledge about how the Door County system works. Mm. And so our goal was to understand how substance use and mental health, what are the resources available in the community, and if someone has friends or family members with those issues that they're working on, how can they access those helps? And also, if they get involved 
as many do in the criminal justice system as a result of those issues. What is that like? What are the steps that they go through as they enter and what's available to help them through it and then to come out the other end and have successful outcomes? Okay. So we interviewed agencies and departments Everything from Help of Door County and Alcoholics Anonymous to Department of Health and Human Services, the Sheriff's Department, the Police Department, Public Defenders, the DA, lots and lots of people, they all gave us their wish lists of what are the areas, the roadblocks they see, the things they need. Mm -hmm. And so we identified from there where there were lacking in the county and so on. So that's where we got a lot of our ideas for what we want to work on. Okay. So it almost sounds like a kind of solutions journalism approach, um, which I am a really huge fan of. So there is a lot more to the league as people or listeners are probably gleaning than getting the vote out. And though... That is a big part of what you do. And that's not to, you know, swipe at that. That's just to say that's where you're more visible doing most of your work. Like right now you have a form. I think, Anne, you were talking about that earlier. Yes, we did a candidate form for the Wisconsin State Senate. And that there's a link to that that you can find on our website. Okay. And so right on the banner, there's a red button to it. So you can get to that form. But our website's LWV doorcounty.org. Okay. And also on the calendar on our website, you can find a lot of voter registration assists. And so there's been a lot of those being done throughout the county, which Mm. has been great. And it's different now because... Did you call them assists? Yeah, we can't register people, but we can answer questions, help guide them. Oh, sure. You know, some people want to know where their polling place is, or they, they want to track their absentee ballot, or... They want to do early voting, those kind we get a variety of questions. Okay. And so Kathy Braswell has been set those up and done quite a, a great job. There's they're all over. And we're gonna Wednesday we're gonna be at Sebastopol High School mm-hmm. and talk with the students that have just turned eighteen or eligible to vote and help some of them you know, teach them how they can register. Oh, wonderful. So it's like a, a 911 service for voters. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, there you go. Or more like yeah. a 411, right? <laughs> My daughter was at uh, the desk with me. She goes, yeah, we're like a help desk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's great. I don't think that people know that, you know, there is that service because some of the websites can be pretty deep when you're looking for voter information, I have found anyway. I don't find them to be as accessible as other states that I have found in Wisconsin. But so then you have that forum. Did you have a lot of people show up live for that? Oh, it was great. There was over 70 people. Oh, excellent. It it was. We were very excited. It was great. It was a great turnout. And thank you to all the people that did show up. And thank you to all the people that volunteered and helped. And Dan Powers were organizing. It was really a good event. Okay. So then that was the second one that you've done. I believe you had a, a one that you did prior to that for the assembly. And and that is also on your website, yes. I imagine. Yep. Okay. Yep. All yep. right. That is there as well. So that is uh, that is another aspect. And, and Susan, I understand that you also have a campaign for election workers, thanking them. We do. We do. In the last two years, it's been a really hard time to be an election worker. There's oh, yes. been so much fighting over how elections are done and whether people feel they can trust them. And Wisconsin has an unusual system, has many more municipal races 
than most other states. Most states vote like at the county level or at some other entity running it. But in Wisconsin, it's run at the municipal level, which means there are lots and lots of elections, and some are very small, like mm-hmm. in Door County. If you vote in the town of Sturgeon Bay, that's a small group of of people that are electors. And we really feel like we know the people that run our elections in Door County. There are friends, there are neighbors, there are family members. We trust them, and we are sorry that they have had the stresses and strains of the last few years. So this year we decided that right around election, on the day of the election and the week before, we will be providing them with thank you notes for every election worker. There are 201 Mm. election workers in Door County, and we will provide signs that say we thank election workers that they can have by their polling place, and you will also see them on lawns of other citizens as well because we have more more signs than just the 19, actually 21 polling places because Sturgeon Bay has three. We also will have an ad in the Pulse, and we will have a letter to the editor simply saying, we appreciate what you do. We are glad that you have the commitment and the dedication to do it. We know it's not easy because these things change all the time. Depending on what court did what on Friday, you might have to learn a new procedure. And yet, when people come through, you're cheerful, you're smiling, you're helpful, and we are grateful. Hmm. And that is the first entry to democracy for everybody. And it kind of reminded me when you were talking about the smaller rural districts, I I was a stringer for the AP for elections for 12 or so years when I was in Minnesota before this. I was the editor of a Minnesota newspaper, and so I was there anyway, and so I was doing the stringing job as well for the AP. Mm-hmm. And so when I would call on the results, like every 30 minutes, you know, we would have to say 12, <laughs> 4, you know, when they're accustomed to receiving 25,000, 4, you know, <laughs> I mean, yes. So it was just kind of, I mean, that's what our election workers can sometimes do you know, be more bored than anything as they wait for voters to show up. The other thing that League has said over the years, and not just League, but people often say my vote doesn't count. Well, it counts. In local election, it truly counts. There are a number of cases in Door County where town boards or whatever are decided, either there's a tie and they flip a coin to decide who wins or they win by one or two ballots. So it really, really does matter. That is so true. There is one other thing I want to mention that we're doing this year. We have a program where we pay for free rides to the polls. Mm. If a person needs to get a ride and they are willing to call Pam Bush at the Door County Transportation, she will make an arrangement that through door-to-door rides that they will be taken to the polls on election day for no cost. And this year we expanded it because with the new court rulings, a person can't have, for example, their spouse drop off their absentee ballot right? or, you know, whatever. So they can also access this to go to see their municipal clerk to register or to vote in person or to turn in their absentee ballot. So we, that will be paid for as well. But to call Pam Bush at 
the Door County Transportation Department. Okay. So there are a number of different election changes for this election period? That was one of them, where you can't have somebody drop off your absentee ballot. Are there any other major ones that people might notice? Well, two that come to mind, and you really... You really want to double check with your municipal clerk because the last thing I would want to do is give the wrong information. But sure. drop boxes aren't being used. That yeah. was one change. And the other is that when you do an absentee ballot, it's very, very, very important that you follow the directions completely, that you completely fill out not just your ballot but that that witness certificate on um, the outside right? because that the guidance for that has changed. Mm-hmm. So we'll... Clerks cannot offer the same amount of assistance they used to be able to offer. So if people want to learn more about the league and they want to learn more about how their local governments work, and in my opinion, and I could be biased on this, but local governments are the best place to get involved because that's what's happening within your community. That's what's happening within your backyard. And human nature being what it is, really local politics are what happen at the state and national level as well. I mean, so you really get an entry into how to impact your community. If you don't, you know, like a fencing ordinance, you know, if you don't like how certain buildings are going up, if you don't, you know, like something, if you want to affect change, you actually can do it at your local municipality. You have the best chance, I think. Yes. And because of that, I I think it's the most satisfying level of government now. Mm -hmm. It also, except for certain leftover constitutional offices, it's all nonpartisan, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful. So you don't have the whole party thing to deal with. Exactly, which which is wonderful. And, I mean, people don't know how good they have it in Dora County and rural places like this because – if you live in a city or a suburb, I mean, you know, there are it's thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, and so it's not as likely that you're going to be a part of what is happening with your, you know, city government because that's a career for most people at that level. Mm-hmm. Here, it's your neighbors, and that is who's choosing to run for these positions that don't pay very much at all, if they pay anything. So it is more of a volunteer job that most of these elected officials at your local government take on. So it's, you know, people have the opportunity to really get involved. Yeah, I don't want them anyone out there to suggest that and say, oh, but they get a salary. Mm. And there there is some payment for local government in most cases. But it's not a lot. It's like $3,000 a year or something. Well, and right? because local government doesn't have huge budgets. I mean, sure. they are all struggling. They all are working with levy caps. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a lot of money that your town boards and your city councils and, you know, other local governments are receiving. Right. No, not compared to the work that they do. And and I know that because I sit in there and I, mm-hmm. I watch them and I've done that for years and years. And the amount of work that, you know, needs to be done is, is certainly not compensated, you know, the way it should be. The, the other thing that Anne has been super involved with for us, she's trying to bring us into the 21st century with technology. So she has been training dinosaurs like me, <laughs> in in Google Docs and 
all kinds of the, a new website that uh-huh. just got started this summer and introducing more social media. And I know she's not working alone totally on the social media, but maybe yeah. you could comment on on changes that have been made to make it easier for people to to join right. and all of the different changes that are going on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, social media is actually handled by another one of our team leaders, and she's doing a fantastic job. With the website, what we have now is you can actually fill out your membership form online. Oh, it used to great. be all paper, you know, download a PDF and fill it yeah. out. Yeah. So, okay. So you and can find a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So you can um, do that online and pay also your membership dues and or donate online as well. And one thing that I just learned is like next year, you don't have to fill out the whole form. We'll send you a link and you can just tell us if anything changed. And so it makes it easier going forward. Whereas the paper form was, you know, you had to fill the whole thing out every year. So just little things like that. And the website's new this year. So this summer, and so we're working on improving it. And, you know, if we were to bring, have somebody come on that was real techie and had a, you know, like a younger vision of what would draw in young people, mm-hmm. we'd love input on that. So those are the kinds of things that we're working on just to try to make people get involved, you know, help pe- attract people. And also we're working to have information be really accessible. So you can find all the issues on our website all the way up to how to find them on the national level. So we're just trying to get as much information that we can out there, links to get people where they need to go to find answers that they are looking for in the voting process. So then for membership, if you want to become a member of the League of Women Voters of Door County, then just go to your website Mm -hmm. and um, fill out the membership form. Yep, yep. Pay dues? Is there a dues? Yeah, depending upon what level or what you sign up for, there's different amounts. Okay. And so it's clear on the website and when you fill out the form. Sure. So yeah, it's just join renew at lwvdoorcounty.org and you can find the link right on our website. Okay. And so, and you're looking for uh, a number of people from across demographics. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is when you're volunteering with the league, you can get as involved as you want mm. and it, because it just takes a lot of people, somebody just maybe bringing you know, treats to an event is helpful or coming and setting up some chairs. You, know, it, you, you can just get involved gradually, mm-hmm. but all those little things that people do when they all come together and help and do those things, it makes it all possible. Right. So if a young person felt very passionately about a certain issue, could they come to the league and say, I need to learn how to advocate or lobby for this particular issue? Like, do they learn things like that? Yes. As a matter of fact, we have done programs for all variety of things. And not very long ago, a lady who used to be one of our experienced members, but moved to Madison to be nearer to her grandchildren. Shirley Senarigi and I did an advocacy program at Gibraltar High School for their AP American History class. Hmm. And we have given that advocacy. We worked with Right on Door County and the Civility Project to do some advocacy things, I don't I want to say four years ago. Mm-hmm. So we we do give programs on a variety of things, but advocacy is important and, and we do try to help people okay. learn how to do it. Sure. To add to what Ann said about our, our dues and our joining, 
students, whether they're in public school or in college, do not have any dues. It's the dues are zero. Okay. So they can join as a student member and not have to pay anything. And we do have another level of dues or a level of membership where you pretty much can give whatever you are comfortable giving. Hmm. I mean, if obviously we, we need m- some money to do the projects that we do, but we have generous people who donate and each of us decides at what level we can pay dues. Okay. And, and there certainly may be some folks who aren't at a point where that's something they have a lot of resources for right now. So if they wanted to join and pay $1, that would be fine. We'd love them to be members and we'd love them to be involved in our projects and whatever of the things we do that's important to them. Maybe there are a lot of listeners out there who are trying to figure out how to become involved in their community. Sometimes it's not easy to understand how to crack that. We know that being involved and being a vital part of this small and beautiful place that we live in is very fulfilling. If you want to become involved in your community, then contact the league because they're probably already doing some of the things that you may be interested in, or maybe you could bring those interests to the league. So this sounds like a, an umbrella organization that can help a lot of people, give a lot of people, you know, an outlet for the things that they're really passionate about. What we can accomplish is totally dependent on how many people we have to do it. Yes. So some years we can do a lot of things and some years we don't. It just, life happens and there are years when somebody can't do as much as others and that's That's how it works, but we're welcoming in anybody who wants to work with us and can help us, and the more the merrier. Okay. So today, again, uh, that was Susan Kohout, who is talking. She's chair of the League of Women Voters of Door County, and also joining us is Anne Morgan, and Anne is the treasurer of the organization. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me today. It's been a really informational discussion, and anybody who wants to become a member of the League, That would be www.lwvdoorcounty.org. Okay, so contact them now. And I'm Deb Fitzgerald, editor of the Peninsula Pulse, and thanks so much for listening today. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.